teacher friend. Welcome to another episode of Simply Teach, a podcast for teachers and by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. I'm a former teacher turned classroom organization and management coach. My passion is to help teachers just like you organize, manage, just love their classrooms. Each episode is full of simple ways to engage your students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. Because y'all, I know teaching is hard, but I am so glad that you're here. podcast listeners. Today you are listening to episode number 36 and I'm going to be telling you all about the economic behavior system I used in my classroom and how you can do this same thing in your own classroom. But first I wanted to ask you to please take some time to head to iTunes to rate and review the podcast. This is super helpful in helping other teachers find the podcast. The more rates and reviews it gets, the more likely it is to pop up in a search when someone is searching for education related podcasts. And I want to continue providing teachers with the support and encouragement that each podcast and guest offers. So a little bit of background info for today's episode. When I was in grad school, we had to do a research project in our classroom. It was more than a project. It was like actual real research that somebody official would do. But I don't really remember all the details because it was a lot of work and I don't want to remember all the details. So for the sake of today's episode, we'll just call it a project. Okay. Okay, so in undergrad, I read a book called Teach Like Your Hair's on Fire by Rafe Esquith, I believe. I'm pretty sure. I'll link to it in the books. I didn't even go and look it up because I'm pretty sure that's the book and who wrote it. And one of the chapters in his book talks about this economic system he used in his classroom. I do not remember a single other thing that I read in that book, but that chapter stuck out to me and I still remember it to today. Growing up in our home, money management was a really important thing. Starting at like, I don't know, 12 or 13 probably, I got a monthly allowance and I had to track my spending in this check register thing that my dad created on Excel. I hated it. It was, oh my gosh, I was so annoyed. I was like a 13 year old girl. Of course I hated it. But for whatever reason, when I was reading this chapter about the economic system he used in his classroom, I was reminded of all the intentionality that my dad put into teaching me the importance of money. And while reading that, I decided that this was a life lesson I felt really important to teach my own students. So I decided to do that, and I decided to conduct my grad school research on the topic. You can read more about the research and everything that went into it on my blog. Just go to this week's show notes or the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash behavior dash management. But I created this system in which the kids would have classroom jobs and get paid for them. They would also get paid for their behavior. So it was kind of like a a win-win, killing two birds with one stone. We were teaching valuable concepts such as personal financial literacy, and I was also able to positively reinforce my kids for their behavior. So they got paid for their jobs and their behavior. Uh, I decided to do payday every Monday, and they would get paid for the previous week's job and their behavior. So some years I did class dojo and I would just give points throughout the week. And then on Monday, I would pull up their dojo uh, to see how many points they had and give them their money for their job plus their dojo point money, combine it and give it to them and that was their paycheck. Other years, I would just carry around what I called buck teen bucks then. Uh, I would just carry them around and hand them out throughout the day. And I wanna set this up and tell you right now before like I continue going on and tell you that I was not always consistent with this. There were weeks that would go by that I would completely forget the store or we uh, wouldn't do payday because there, there's just so much going on. And taking that time 
out of my day that this was the sacrifice I had to make, taking time to do the store, to do payday, um, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't always consistent with it. And I'm telling you that. So that way, when you're listening, you're not thinking, oh, this is perfect. Like, oh, she, (sighs) okay. I'm not trying to say I'm perfect. I don't want you listening to this thinking that I had this like ideal classroom setup where everything was perfect and I was doing it every week and the kids were like learning so much because guys, let's be real. It was not perfect. Um, it was a priority and I did my best, but sometimes I failed and I just want to be open and honest about that. Okay. So anyways, I got off topic. Um, I did payday on Monday. They would get paid for the previous week's job and their behavior. And then on Wednesday, I would allow the kids to go to the store and buy something. Most of the rewards that they could buy were more like experiences, like uh, desk swap, lunch with a teacher, lunch with a friend, those kinds of things. Um, and only one of my items was an actual physical thing where they could buy an item from the treasure box. You can go to the behavior management blog I linked to earlier. And of course it'll be in the show notes to see all the examples that I provide. But it was really important to me that the store was on Wednesday because here's where the personal financial literacy and the real learning happened. On Friday, I required my students to pay rent for their desk. Students were having to learn that I only have this much money and I want to buy this from the store, but I know I have to pay rent on Friday. Can I afford to do that? Because if they couldn't pay rent on Friday, the following Monday, I would take their rent out of their paycheck. Plus I was second and third grade. So we just kept with dollars plus $1 in interest for not paying on time. If I was teaching a higher grade level where we worked with percentages, I would totally take a percentage, uh, you know, 20% of the rent is due on the Monday after because it's late. Um, I would do that, but second grade, we just stuck with a dollar. So this is where the real learning happened. Uh, They were having to learn how to manage their money and what was important, worth sacrificing for, and when they needed to save. One of my favorite stories, though, that I'm going to tell real quick from this whole experiment um, was that in the first year that I did this, when I was conducting my research, I was in third grade, uh, and I had this little girl who refused to pay rent, but y'all, I'm going to be honest. I think some of this was from home life because every week she would go to, uh, the store like, okay, so let me backtrack that. I think I'm confusing. I would pay on Monday. And then on Wednesday, we would go to the classroom store and she would buy whatever she wanted. She would never have money to pay rent on Friday. And I say it's related to home life because she always came in with like the most darling clothes and she had a really nice phone, all, you know, like she was used to getting what she wanted. So that practice was happening with her money in the classroom. So anyways, um, after three or four weeks of not paying rent and being charged interest, she didn't care because she was still getting like three or $4 the following week, you know, um, even after her rent and interest was being taken out, taken out, um, After a few weeks of this, I decided to take her seat away. So before I did that, okay, it's snowing right now. So if you can hear background noise, it's because it's snowing really hard outside. Um, Anyways, I asked her after the third or fourth week of this happening, I, I set her down. I said, hey, what would happen if your parents didn't pay rent or pay their mortgage each month for their house? And she responded, well, they'd get kicked out of their house. And I was like, yeah, you wouldn't have a house to live in, right? So because you keep not paying rent on time and you're taking advantage of the system, I'm going to take your chair away. Now you don't have a chair to sit in. 
And before y'all go crazy and like try to call CPS on me or whatever, I took it away for less than half of a day. I mean, it was just a really short amount of time. Um, but the message stuck because from that time on, she did not miss rent for the rest of the year. And in fact, by this point, I had even started a bank for the classroom. Every week when she would get paid, she would invest that money in the bank and earn interest on our money instead of paying interest on our like, rent. So like what an amazing lesson to teach this kid and to teach my class about the importance of managing our money. I also, like I said, implemented things like a bank where they could earn interest on their money. I even had a kid, a couple kids, write persuasive letters as to why rent should be lowered. We had really important conversations on the topic of saving versus spending, and it extended more than just our math lesson. Like it went into writing and reading and social studies all over the place. Um, I even allowed my kids to buy their desk. If they saved up enough money, they could buy their desk and then they didn't have to pay rent anymore. Guys, what valuable lessons this is to teach our kids. All right, it's me here in the middle of the show to tell you about the U-Table organization resource that I've created. How many of you have a U-Table in your classroom? If you teach elementary, probably every single one of you. But even if you teach secondary, this resource is still great for you. The Organize Your Table resource is a PDF product that I've created to help teachers work through cleaning out, organizing, and creating routines to organize their U-Table or their teacher desk. When we have an organized teacher space, we can find things easily and we have much more opportunity for impromptu student meetings or small group lessons. In this resource, I give you action steps, pictures, and tips to help you along the way. This is something that can be done in as little as an hour or take you up to a few days, depending on how quickly you wanna work through it and how organized your space already is. The product launches February 7th, 2019 for $4. Really, $4 to help you organize and create routines for one of the most used areas in your classroom. It's a great deal, so be sure to get your copy as soon as it launches because the price will be going up in March. If you are on my email list, you'll be the first to know when it's live. And hey, I may even throw in a coupon code for you. You can join by going to bit.ly slash TSOT email. Or if you are ready to get your copy, head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash LP dash table dash resource. So for me, this was a win-win. I was able to reinforce behavior with positive reward, money, just a dollar for this, a dollar for that, and also teach them a valuable life lesson of managing their money. If you want to implement something like this, a money management behavior system type thing in your classroom, then you can check out my packet on the Simply Organized Teacher shop. Just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com and at the top uh, menu, there is a button that says shop. You can click it and you'll see the behavior management ecosystem there. Click on it, you can read more about it. There's also a blog about it. The packet is on sale for $7 and it includes an implementation plan. I tell you exactly how to roll this out over the course of a few weeks. I also provide modifications for kinder through sixth grade. I provide templates for classroom money, some activities that you can use to teach the concept. There's a check register that you can use with the kids and some ideas for rewards as well as classroom jobs. Just go straight to this week's show notes and it'll link straight to the packet or you can go to te- uh, the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash product slash classroom dash economic dash system. So just go to the show notes. <laughs> um, also be sure to include simply teach. That's the code simply teach for 10% off your purchase. Um, there's no caps or anything. I don't think it matters, but simply teach for 10% off for being a podcast listener. 
All right, guys, I will see y'all back here next week with my good friend, Amanda, who is, of course, a friend from Teacher Fellows because I keep bringing on all my Teacher Fellow friends. Um, but this uh, Teacher Fellows is the grad school, the grad program that I was in where I was doing all this research and she was doing all her research with me um, as well. So she'll be on next week to talk about classroom meetings, staying positive in the classroom, all that fun stuff. Maybe we'll even talk a little bit about our grad school research. All right, guys, I will see y'all next week. Hey, podcast listener, are we friends on social media yet? Let's face it. We know that we all spend way too much time on social media platforms, but if we are going to be spending all that time on there, then I want to connect with you. Here are the main ways that you can find me. My favorite place is Instagram. And while I'm not the best at Instagram stories, I do try to pop in there from time to time to share bits and pieces of life here in Germany, behind the scenes of the Simply Organized Teacher, and just random mutterings that I feel like sharing. I also have a Facebook group called, you guessed it, the Simply Organized Teacher Community. This is a spot for me to really connect with you and talk with you. I try to post in there weekly with questions, thoughts, other blogs and websites that I think might be valuable. I would also love for it to grow in engagement and have teachers in there supporting other teachers. There are a ton of education related Facebook groups out there. I know that because I'm in some of them. But what I like about the Simply Organized Teacher community is that because it is a smaller group, we can actually connect with each other. You can ask a question or share a struggle or seek advice on something that you need help with without getting lost in the massive amount of other questions and comments and whatnot that get put on groups. Lastly, you can find me over on YouTube. I have some videos up there to help show you exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about things like organizing student papers or organizing your lesson plan materials. My favorite videos on there are the ones where I talk about how to organize your classroom cabinets, especially the one where my head is cut off for a portion of the video, but I left it in because that's real life. You can come find me on YouTube at a really long link that I can't ever remember. So the short link is bit.ly slash YouTube. And that's Y-O-U-Tube, like the normal YouTube. Okay, so come find me. I wanna be your friend on social media. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find the Facebook group because I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com. 